Welcome to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Badass Direct Sales Mastery is a podcast for rock star direct sales moms who are determined to make their business kick ass. Jenny will share her knowledge of effective sales and recruiting techniques, tips to get what you want from your business, and will interview direct sales professionals and leaders from various companies. The interviews will give insight to how these rock stars got to where they are and where they plan to grow in the future. And now, the direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Welcome back to another episode of Badass Direct Sales Mastery. I'm your host, your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger, helping you whip your business into shape. And today I have with me my new friend, Katie Martin. Now, Katie, I met through a referral in, oh, you guessed it, BNI. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> multiple people connected me to Katie when I said, I'm looking for somebody who can talk about social media on my show. And they said, do you know Katie Martin? I said, nope, but now I do. And <laughs> so let me tell you a little bit about Katie. Katie has come from both the corporate and the small business world. And she has built and trained several teams in every area of business. Managing different leadership and personality styles over the years has given her the wisdom on what types of company cultures jive with certain personalities. Having a proven method to find the right people will speed up your growth plans, reduce turnover, and solidify your company culture. And of course, she does a lot of this through coaching, consulting, and helping her, her clients do marketing, mm -hmm. digital marketing specifically. So Katie, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Oh my gosh, we're going to mm -hmm. have so much fun. So let's jump into this. So in your bio, it says you came from corporate and small business. Mm -hmm. How'd you get from there to where you are now? Oh man. So out of college, went into banking, like, and obviously not, I, mean, I didn't even go to school for anything like that, but just kind of getting my <laughs> getting out into the working world and went into uh, went into banking, did that for a couple of years and then went more into small business. My husband ran a business back then, which fast forward to you know, the ups and downs of a small business. I got into the roofing industry, the construction industry, and that's kind of where I had that mix of the more corporate feel and the small business feel working for pretty large companies and then working for relatively small mom and pop or companies that grew. So in that world started in more of your back office, you know, operations, accounting, all the boring stuff, and <laughs> then moved more into training, which was something that I was really passionate about. So just training new hires, learning everything there was to learn about every department, becoming a big roofing nerd, you know, like most people don't think of that, but getting really excited about really silly stuff that homeowners aren't going to get excited about, you know, shingles and things like that. And, uh, but teaching is really was, was my passion. So that just led me into being in the roofing industry from about 2007 to about 2016. And in that time frame, about 2015, I guess I'd gone through some personal development and coaching and really helped me kind of get clear on the direction that I wanted things to go. And at the time, um, I had a business partner and we went, we kind of jumped out of the roofing and into more of the coaching and consulting world. Mm -hmm. So that's where we ended up working in every facet of the business. And so when you start coaching, you have to really get serious about promoting yourself 
promoting yourself and creating things on social media that you didn't even think you like or things you didn't even know six months before that or a year before that. And marketing was a heavy part of what we did, no matter what. In that time frame, we developed a recruiting agency. So that's where placing the right people in the right companies. And I have this whole lesson that I teach on how recruiting and, and marketing are like hand in hand. You know, like if you recruiting and hiring, marketing and sales, it's basically the same thing. They mirror one another. So I think that's maybe why it just kind of clicked with me as opposed to a lot. You always think of marketing people being very just only creative and not analytical. And recruiting is, is something that some people are just, I guess, baffled by or it's challenging unless until mm-hmm. you get into that groove. But marketing became something over time that I became even more passionate about. And so it's fairly recent. It hasn't even been a year uh, of being out on my own in the, in the consulting world and having a full digital marketing agency. So that's kind of like the, the super fast track version <laughs> of, the, of my story. Gotcha. Well, you know, it makes perfect sense because you you said the the marketing piece and the recruiting piece go hand in hand. And this is 100 percent true for my typical audience who are in direct sales, network marketing and MLM, because marketing and recruiting are literally the same conversation. The only difference is the product that they're selling, because if they're Mm -hmm. marketing the products, Right. That's the the sales side of their business. But then the recruiting conversation is virtually the same thing. Mm-hmm. The is. difference is, is that they're now changing the conversation from marketing a product to marketing the business opportunity. So, you know, when as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, yes, exactly. So my audience is used to hearing me say that, but it's it is 100 percent true in this world just like it is in the business Mm -hmm. world except they just think of it a little bit differently because they're thinking of either subcontracting or w2 employees right instead of the 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 team aspect like we have in in direct sales and network marketing Mm -hmm. so in all of this digital marketing what have been some of the biggest learning curves that you've encountered both for yourself and for your clients I think when I really started doing marketing, a lot of it was probably very similar to a lot of the, the the marketing and sales types of things that you do and your audience does because it was very fast moving. It's very direct sales. It's very it's direct marketing, high conversion marketing, paid advertising. So I hate saying it, but like I I got into that the technical aspect of it. I loved the analytical aspect of it. I loved and like learning how it all works together. But the very salesy part of it. So like the copywriting I had challenges with, you know, really learning how to do that in a certain style. And so that was a big challenge, but then transitioning that where when you're in the coaching world or in consulting, or, or like you said, even like with what you do, it's very much about generating leads. Can I have a conversation that leads to a sale? Can I have a conversation that leads to a sale? And when I started working more with doing marketing for my clients, as opposed to marketing myself, these are established, most of them brick and mortar businesses, not an individual, but a company and a message. And so that was more about expanding their digital footprint. So you have to balance that. They, they still want leads. They still, they still need leads and everything that we do contributes to that, but you have to balance with there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that just expands the footprint. So just that balancing of 
all of this work that's leading up to more big things to happen. Gotcha. So on the marketing side of this, because I, I do get a lot of questions from either my audience or my, my coaching clients who are in the direct sales network marketing mm -hmm. world on the social media side, what are some of the things that you see solo entrepreneurs? So we'll make this true for anybody who's in business form by themselves mm -hmm. right now, right? Sure. Even though direct salespeople have a team, either they're part of a team or they have a team of their own, they're still in business form by themselves. Right. So they're not marketing for their entire team. They're marketing for their own sales, for their own business opportunities. What are some of the big mistakes you see solo entrepreneurs making on social media? Inconsistency. So hot and cold. When they're really like pushing towards the end of the month or they're pushing to hit a target, and you see that they're really promoting, 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 promoting. And then you kind of see that lull. And, and you kind I've seen this with all types of business, but I've seen solar entrepreneurs where it's just the inconsistency. And there's, there is a balance to like promoting what you're selling and just talking about who you are. But, mm -hmm. And that's the just don't overthink it. Most people get super complicated where I'm just going to manage a business page and then my personal life's over here. Just keep it simple. I encourage people to combine the two. That way people buy from who they like and who they know. So just be very consistent with putting out content because they're, then it will, like it will, Facebook, you know, Facebook as an example, they reward you for using the platform. So the more consistent you are, the audience will grow. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one of the, one of the things I've heard, and I, and I tell my clients this because it, it makes sense, and please feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but when it comes to that balance piece, right, because mm -hmm. you said, you know, they're either promoting like crazy or seemingly not at all, right? There, there really does seem to be a good balance, though, because your business is part of your life, right? Mm -hmm. People who are, let's say, teachers talk about, hey, I'm going back to school, you know, mm -hmm. they're talking about their job, you yeah. know? People who work, you know, in in more corporate things talk about their good days, their bad days. They're making they're making Facebook reels and Instagram reels about, you know, their their crazy coworkers who aren't friends with them on <laughs> Facebook. You know, so the balance seems to be maybe 80-20, right? 80% yeah. about you and your life, 20% about your your work life, business life. Does that mm -hmm. seem about right? Yeah, like, I mean, if you can, if you can get it to where it's 50-50, that's ideal, but you tend to see, I always tell people that if they can, like, if you, uh, like, don't be afraid to just tell people what you do, yes. you know, and especially if you own a business, tell them what you do. And it's like, well, you know, I don't want my family to get burnout on all the stuff that I'm doing work related. I'm like, I mean, if you can post like super, po like polarizing political opinions, why can't you just talk about what you do for a living? So, you know, like... <laughs> You, you're okay with pissing off your family at Thanksgiving dinner, you know, talking about politics, but like, just talk about what you do for a living. If they don't buy from you, great. Somebody will like, that's mm -hmm. the, that's the whole thing. And, and you never know who might be your ideal client if they just knew what you did. Right. Exactly. And I think too, people don't keep in mind that the algorithm isn't showing every one of your posts to everyone on your friends list. Right. It doesn't work that way. Ugh. I mean, wouldn't it be kind of great if it did? Yeah. It, then I think about it, though, as a user and all of the friends and followers that I have, if I saw all their content, I would never see like 
I would probably never see anybody's post because there'd be so many. It's like random person over here. So it's right. like the whole thing is people they'll show show posts to people who engage. They'll show posts. They'll show content to people who have the same interests or they're yeah. following the same type of content. So yeah. you just got to tell people what you do. I think the biggest thing with a uh, marketing or well, having a small business is. Oh, gosh, what did I? It was a really great quote. It's not my quote, so I'm not I'm not claiming it as my own. But like a business, a small business with without an online presence is like saying, hey, I have this thing, but no one will buy it. Or, hey, like I have the cure for this really rare disease, but I'm in the desert and no one's going to know about it. <laughs> Pretty much. I, yeah. You know, the the number of entrepreneurs that I meet, you know, most of them seemingly brick and mortar businesses who say that they don't have a, a social media presence or maybe they only have their business presence on there like it just it floors me because i'm like you do realize like part of life now this is part of mm -hmm. a mark a, a complete marketing campaign right because most most marketers i mean with the exception of the very few print options that are out there are doing digital marketing mm -hmm. yeah so and it and it gets it's i mean honestly if you did it all yourself now obviously time is valuable but you there's so much you can do without paying someone else to do it and okay. several years ago you were hiring like advertising agencies to help you promote your business and no one if you're unwilling to promote your business you shouldn't expect anybody else to do it for you oh yeah no kidding i and again this this plays into the referral aspect of it right because mm -hmm. i was i talked about the fact that I met you because I stood up in my BNI meeting and said, I need to meet social media experts because I'm getting questions about that. Right. And you were promoting what you were doing. And so two <laughs> people who were in the room said, do you know, Katie? Right. So the on the referral side of this, because direct sales, network marketing and MLM is a referral based business. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right. We count on our customers. We count on our hostesses. We count on our our the people in our lives who are using the products to promote in some way, shape, or form. At least talk about it. But then, mm -hmm. if we're not putting stuff out there about our business that people can share, that our referral partners can share as a way of promoting one another. Which, by the way, <laughs> if the listener is in any sort of networking organization. One of the best things you can do for the people who are in the organization with you is share their stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's mm -hmm. such an easy thing to do for your referral partners. And now I do so much of that. I get companies that reach out to me, companies, solopreneurs, people who reach out to me and say, hey, would you promote my stuff? And I'm like, I only promote for two groups of people my coaching clients mm -hmm. and my referral partners right people who refer me i refer right. them exactly we are in a relationship with each other so mm -hmm. if you'd like to find out how to become either one of those <laughs> just let me know and people mm -hmm. will usually ask how to become a referral partner right <laughs> and i'm yep. like that's a conversation. So for you with the the social social media aspects, so we talked about some of the mistakes you see people making. Mm -hmm. What are some of the really cool things you're seeing entrepreneurs doing on social media that really seem to be, you know, either creating a buzz or actually turning into sales and customers and clients for people? Um, I well, the biggest thing is 
I think staying up with some of the trends and there there can be a little bit of overwhelm to that. But if um but not not really being afraid of posting some videos, po- like just staying with con staying up with some content that people will watch, making it making it simpler. And a lot of there's so many apps right now that there are industries again, I use I use roofing as an example because it's an industry that I came from. It's not super sexy, doesn't sound very fun, but <laughs> you see some really innovative content with just simply having a phone. Like it's it doesn't have to be complicated, it doesn't have to be overproduced. It just has to be real. And there's so many things that entrepreneurs are doing with very simple videos that they're like, I had no idea that this 13 second video was going to go viral or I don't. And and you really can't control that. Like you don't go into it thinking like it's like it's like playing the lottery going, this is the time I'm going to (laughs) win. You know, it's just I just got to I just keep buying the tickets or it's the same thing. You just keep putting out the videos. And it, it strikes with the right audience and then it's super exciting. And then the business grows and the following grows and, and it ends right. up resulting in customers and some businesses, some brick and mortar, you know, they not, maybe they're not even necessarily trying to get the customers directly, like mm-hmm. from their content. Cause that's where you get into a lot of people who don't use social media at all to promote their business. Like you said, some brick and mortar businesses, they're like, well, it just doesn't generate business. It's like, yeah, but it could generate that referral partner. And that's just as important, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know about any other coaches, but for me, a vast majority of my clients come from referral, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's from clients who are already working with me and people see them building and growing and they go, how are you doing that? And they say, I got a coach. Or, you know, people in my referral network hear somebody who, falls within my tribe of potential clients and says, here's them say the right thing that I told them to listen for. And they go, that sounds like it sucks. <laughs> do, you, do you know Jenny Bellinger? Like she can help yeah. you with that, right? right? It's they're able to have that conversation that takes someone from, you know, being in pain in certain parts of their business to being willing to reach out and talk to me. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that that referral piece and and having those pieces of content out there help because then even my referral partners are sharing different kinds of things out for me and and help getting me in front of people now something you said piqued my interest that i and i don't think i've ever asked anybody this before and i don't know if you know the answer but i think it'll be fun to find out if you do (laughs) what constitutes a quote-unquote viral post whether it's a viral video or man so you know, it, I think every, every it depends on depends on what day you Google it, right? So the right. number seems to change. So in the platform, it without uncomplicating it, it, like once you hit, I like there's certain platforms. Once you get up and over, like a hundred thousand views, like you could you could say that's trending towards viral. Now, if you're on YouTube, like so YouTube has a certain threshold. Okay, Instagram Reels has a certain threshold. TikTok has a certain threshold. So. I remember like Reels and TikTok or when Reels was new, it was like 300,000 is what's considered viral. A lot of people say a million's considered viral. A million is usually considered viral on YouTube. But if you take a small business that they post videos and they get five or 600 views with a video and then all of a sudden they get 60,000, that's, you know, that's the cusp of viral. Like that's viral to them. So yeah. there's going to be instances where it's relative. 
So I don't follow a number and say, I'm disappointed in that video because it wasn't a million views. You know, I look at, I look at it in saying, okay, we, we edited this video for a client who's never gotten more than 1200 views of a video. And this one got a hundred thousand to me, that's a win. So, and also to me, I look at it and go, okay, it's great if it's viral, but what did it do? Did my, did my following increase by two or 300 people? Did, you know, like if it does that to me, that's a win. So I don't really, I, I know it's, it's a big number, but um, that's not necessarily what we strive for. It's just a cool thing if it happens. Right. Well, and, and I love, I love your definition of it is it's yes, there's the quote unquote industry standard of viral, but then there's what's viral to you. Right. Because Mm -hmm. the last I checked my Facebook reels, my most popular, my most quote unquote viral Facebook reel had like 3,500 views. Mm -hmm. Now it's not a, not a reel about my business. It's me doing a duet from a guy on TikTok talking about relationships right and but apparently there's enough people going through stuff that they watch that video like multiple times or shared it with people because it also has lots of shares it has comments it's got Mm -hmm. you know all kinds of interaction that i don't normally get on stuff and so for me apparently 3500 is viral for me (laughs) exactly and i think that's i think that's really all and and then if you get because if you get caught in your head of I'm not getting the right engagement of this post. I'm going to take it down or I'm going to oh, delete God, it. No. Yeah, you don't do stuff like that. And I've had some really, I've got, I've, I mean, I knew people who gave really bad advice to do things like that. And it's like, no, you're going to get penalized as bad if you keep deleting content. Then the platform knows, hey, like, don't show this to anybody. It's going to get deleted. So, um, but yeah, I, the thing is like the the value at whatever level you might consider viral. Viral might be like, 300 times or 300% more than what you've gotten up to date. So that's a win to me. But if it gets you comments, engagement, and increases your followers, it's, it's a win. So yeah. every, every little bit helps. Yeah, absolutely. Because I would say, you know, I had a, a Facebook reel that I, you know, most of my stuff I started on TikTok because I got to know TikTok's features before Facebook reels was even available to the public, right? So Mm -hmm. I'm like, I know how to do TikTok, so I'll do TikTok. And then I take that same content and throw it into Facebook. Mm -hmm. And Facebook doesn't seem to care because I get as many views, if not more, on Facebook faster than I do on TikTok. Now I have twice as many followers on TikTok as I do on Facebook, or I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. twice as many on Facebook as I do on TikTok. So it makes sense that I would have more views from that. But one of the pieces of content that I did it literally was just inspired when I was making lunch one day was lessons from TikTok sales. <laughs> right. You know, here's what I learned because I bought a thing because tic- someone on TikTok told me to. Mm-hmm. Right. So yes. it, that ended up getting me some new followers. So I was like, oh, so maybe this is a series that I should do. Okay. What's my next video? I don't know yet, but it's been two weeks since I made that last one, but I'll make another one and see if people start following it. Right. So with all of this and the the social media piece, you talked about one of the problems being inconsistency. One of the good things is going and doing video and and Mm -hmm. engaging posts. So one of the things you and I had talked about as a gift for the listener Mm -hmm. is a social media 
planning guide. Tell us about right. your planning guide. So especially solopreneurs. So like, let's say they're, this could be pretty relevant to anyone in your audience as well. So, if, you know, especially people that are new in direct sales, a lot of solo entrepreneurs or brand new business owners are like, I just don't know where to start. Like, can somebody make this like very simple and not very complicated for me to get started? And yes, we have that. So it's some best practices for social media. So to where it's just like, here's a schedule that you can follow. Now, and it's, um, and we'll also give you a method to plan out some social media because all of us are very busy and it's hard to do it every single day unless you kind of get in the groove. A lot of people are like, I would really like to plan. So what are my options for planning social media posts? So it's kind of a, a hand in hand guide where it gives you some best practices, what to, what to look for in getting started, and then a guide to basically map out maybe a week at a time, maybe a few days at a time. If you get get in a groove and you want to plan a month at a time, you can do that as well. So it's just a guide to help you get started. That is awesome because I know that there's a lot of them out there, but you never know who they're coming from. At least then if some the listener, the badass crew has heard you talk about this and they go, she, she really seems to know what she's talking about. Maybe I should check it out. So of course, we are going to have the link for the badass crew to download this from the show notes. So um, if this is your first time ever listening to a podcast and you're like, show notes, what are show notes? How do I get this link? All you have to do is click on today's episode on your phone as long as you're not driving and mm -hmm. scroll under Katie's beautiful picture and you will see all of her contact information and the link. We put it in big, bold, like very easy to see social media planning guide with a link that you can click so you don't have to try and type it in it'll work and it'll take you right to the social media planning guide. Now, I want to tell everybody, because I haven't shared this with on the podcast, which I really should. In my Badass Direct Sales Mastery community, we every single month do a mon uh, marketing Monday. So if you have the social media planning guide and you join the Badass Direct Sales Mastery community, the first Monday of the month, Come fill out your social media planning guide and start your social media marketing mm -hmm. piece. We can put this together hand in hand. This is a perfect combination. So we will also put the link to the uh, Badass Direct Sales Mastery community for you to go join that. Now it's not free, but for the podcast listeners, it's five dollars for your five for your first month. And if you love everything that we're doing in there, stick around because it's only twenty bucks a month. And you get access to me and I'll put Katie in the group. So you'll get access to Katie to be able to check her out, ask her any questions about what we talked about on today's episode. So Katie, I, I swear you and I could talk forever about marketing probably and we probably should. <laughs> but before we go, I also want you to share with the Badass Crew your podcast because I was on your podcast a few weeks ago. Yeah, It was so fun. <laughs> Tell them about your podcast. So uh, Emma, my partner in the marketing agency, we have a podcast that's called Fuck Your Podcast. And we started that because we were in a world kind of dominated by this kind of cookie cutter, super, have you seen the TikTok where um, they're kind of making fun of these podcasts that come out all the time? And it's like, oh, it's another white dude with a podcast. So that was kind <laughs> of our... That was our way of being the anti-white dude with a podcast kind of uh, <laughs> kind of vibe. So we talk about a little bit of everything, but it's kind of like fuck your podcast because we, we we were saying it to those types of podcasts and our format is kind of 
all over the place in a good way. So if we can help other business owners out, we talk about life marketing, but comes out every Friday. We have guests on. Jenny was a guest on the podcast. I don't remember what episode number, but it is live. And I think it was 18. You you might be right. Yeah, you might be right. Which is um, probably good because you should be at least 18 years old to listen to me on fucking right. podcast. <laughs> that is true. But yeah, pretty much any place that you can listen to a podcast. And we also have it on video on YouTube. I love it. So yes, if we will also put the link to fuck your podcast and especially my episode so you guys can go listen to it because we had a really fun conversation. It, it was, was so it was so great. And we also helped Emma out during that particular episode i remember she she was going through some stuff and i gave her a quick really quick like two minute coaching thing and she was like this is amazing so we love those moments those are great moments to have on the podcast and when it happens like so organically it just it you know what i know is that not only is it did it help emma it helped whoever listened to that episode because Mm -hmm. i'm a big believer in the universe puts episodes like puts things in front of you to help you like mm-hmm. you're meant to hear that thing, you know? So if somebody's hearing today's episode with Katie and they're going, oh, I'm feeling called out by the inconsistency. I'm feeling called out by not doing video. I'm feeling <laughs> called out by not planning my social media and just winging it all the time. Guess what? It's because the universe said you needed to hear this. So go <laughs> connect with Katie, get that social media planning guide you know, hop on the Marketing Monday with us in Badass Direct Sales Mastery community as part of one of the things that we do there because this is going to help you build and grow this year. So to be able to have that opportunity to do that. So Katie, we're going to have to have you back. This is this oh, is a no-brainer. Because <laughs> <laughs> we talked a little bit about marketing, a little bit about social media. I'd love to dig into some of the other things that you are just absolutely killing in business right now. We have to go and the listener has yeah. other things to do. So right? we'll, we'll hit that next time. So Katie, this has been amazing. Thank you for sharing your brilliance here. I so appreciate you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And Badass Crew, you know, check the show notes for all of those links. We're going to have all of her social media links. So whatever your favorite social media platform is, go find Katie Martin and her links and friend requester, connect with her on LinkedIn, whatever your favorite thing is. And then also make sure that you grab that social media planning guide uh, that is listed below in the show notes. And stay tuned because there is another badass episode on its way. Thanks for listening to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Why are you waiting to go to badassdirectsalesmastery.com? Don't make the Dom get her whip. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with another rock star that you know in direct sales after you subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. You can also check out the show notes for links and any contact information mentioned in today's episode. We'll see you next time.